everyone, it's Michael Curran from the Ottawa Business Journal. Welcome to Techopia Live. This is a regular podcast from OBJ that features executives from next generation technology companies. We want to shine the spotlight on up and comers and we want to keep you updated on the big established flagship uh, players, all with a goal of keeping the technology sector informed and connected. Well, this is a special episode. We're calling it a year end bonus episode. These bonus episodes are intended to pass along expert knowledge from the champions of Techopia. You hear me talking about the champions of Techopia kind of in every episode. Uh, the champions are the organizations that fund our technology journalism project, and we're super grateful uh, to them. Quite frankly, uh, if it wasn't for them, we couldn't do this. It's, it's really that simple. It seems to me that technology businesses are inextricably linked to law not only for the standard legal necessities, such as commercial contracts or employment agreements, technology firms need to deal with complex legal matters, such as intellectual property, private financings, uh, maybe even government relations. From the beginning of OBJ's Techopia project, I think it's eight years ago now, we've benefited from the support of Pearlie Robertson, Hill and McDougall. This is a special law firm because it's locally headquartered. And it's worked with uh, many of the region's top entrepreneurs for more than 50 years. Let's learn a little bit more about Pearlie Robertson, Hill & McDougall. Tech companies must move at the speed of light, and they need a law firm that moves just as fast. Pearlie Robertson, Hill & McDougall has developed long-standing expertise in helping tech companies address their legal matters. As Ottawa's largest premier full-service law firm, Pearlie Robertson Hill & McDougall has provided a number of specialized legal services for the past 50 years. Pearlie Robertson Hill & McDougall's in-house legal experts can help tech companies with financing strategies, venture capital, private placements and public offerings, mergers and acquisitions, intellectual property protections, shareholder agreements, and much more. To learn more about how Pearlie Robertson Hill & McDougall can help your company, visit perlaw.ca. Okay, imagine that, by the way, 50 years in business dealing with some of the big entrepreneurs in this city, including many from the technology sector. Uh, today, we're joined by a partner who works on the commercial side of the firm. I've had the pleasure of working with this person for many years, both personally on the business side and on community uh, uh, purposes, community projects. Please welcome to the show, Dirk Bauer. There he is. Hi, Michael. Hey, Dirk. How, it's, how are it's, you? Hey, I'm doing fine, and I'm so uh, appreciative that uh, uh, for all the support that uh, we've received from Pearlie Robertson Hill and McDougall, and for everything you've done, Dirk, you play a big role at Pearlie, but you also play a big role in the community. Of course, I'm thinking of things like uh, the Chamber of Commerce, the Board of Trade, so congratulations for everything you do in our city. Thank you, Michael, and it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for, uh, thank you for chatting with me today. Okay. Well, we've established kind of uh, three kind of uh, cool little observations on trendy things that you've observed in 2023. And we're going to start with probably the hottest technology trend 
of the year. It's uh, the introduction of this technology innovation really has the potential to change maybe the not only the face of business, but the face of the world. We're talking about artificial intelligence, more specifically generative AI. And Dirk, generative AI to me is this ability to get answers to all these complex things. There's a lot of positives to that, but maybe some risks. Tell us about what uh, what you've observed. For sure. Yeah, no, I think it's a very exciting development, obvi obviously, that uh, that will change the world and it certainly will change uh, the law. Um, for the first time um, this past year, uh, clients of mine have uh, sent me chat GPT produced legal agreements um, based on uh, prompts that they enter into chat GPT. And then they, they, they have sent these drafts to me um, and asked me to review them uh, from a legal point of view as to whether or not they're, they're suitable for their, for their, um, uh, for the task, for the, for the uh, uh, context. Uh, now, I, I would say that the, the, the caliber of the document that's being produced by ChatGPT is still very coarse, and I think that has something to do with uh, how, how advanced or how not advanced uh, uh, AI uh, is. I'm sure it'll become more and more advanced in the future. Uh, but also the the prompting uh, from from the client at the other side. So um, I, I guess I would say that as that happens and that uh, that evolves, um, and clients are using ChatGPT and other uh, gener generative AI uh, programs, um, until uh, the AI develops to the point that it's much more sophisticated. Um, it, it is important to, to have a, a lawyer look it over and, and uh, make sure it's comprehensive enough that it's suitable in the context and that it covers all the bases that you want it to. Yeah, it's it's like everything with generative AI. It We love the efficiency of it. We love the fact that we like type something in and have an answer in 30 seconds. But boy, oh boy, you know. Uh, you could be on really thin ice, uh, especially if you tried it to, to execute some sort of agreement based on chat GPT, not advisable, <laughs> not no. advisable. That's the, that's the bottom line there. That's right. Uh, listen, I also, also wanted to talk to you about, uh, due diligence and during the pandemic, there was this, um, this trend to rushing through legal processes. Like the thing that comes to mind, Dirk, is when people were buying, uh, properties and they would buy these properties with like no conditions and basically no legal process um, around due diligence. You're noticing some very different uh, trends in 2023. Tell us about that. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, the, as you said, the trend was I think caused by a fear of missing out. So, so everyone just jumped right into buying properties sight unseen. They, they invested money into, into new businesses without doing um, sufficient due diligence because I think they thought that they could make a lot of money or buy a nice property. Uh, and if they didn't act quickly, they, they'd lose out. The trend I'm seeing is, is the other way. I think recent examples of failure in the press, such, such as FTX and um, Theranos, very public kind of um, meltdowns of businesses 
which caused a lot of people to lose a lot of money that that maybe should have been been more cautious up front. I think those examples have have now caused a trend that I'm seeing anyway among clients to be much more cautious, to check with their lawyers, to do due diligence, which means uh, reviewing uh, documents, doing searches of public records, try to you know uncover the the skeletons in the closet. Uh, about a business before investing in it or buying it or or buying a property. So the, so there's a real trend uh, that way. And, um, uh, you know, I personally think it's a, it's a good trend. It, uh, it will lead to people being more educated about their decisions, whether or not to invest or to, to, to buy a company or a property. It's a, it's a good development. Absolutely. You know, you you can't rush into things these days. And it it occurs to me that even valuations have changed specifically around technology companies. And this just kind of uh, fervor that was in the market has calmed down and we're, we're coming back to more sensible uh, processes. Um, the third and final thing I wanted to talk about um, is shareholders agreements. So these are kind of the foundational parts of many enterprises. Uh, they're super important documents, right, Dirk? That yep. you know establish the relationship, the the rules of uh, uh, of the game, so to speak, when you're getting into an agreement with multiple parties in a corporation. What's your advice when it comes to shareholders' agreements? Yeah, it's a it's a very sensible thing to do for sure. Um, um, most business people, when they're starting a business, they will incorporate, and if there's more than one shareholder, then it's. Uh, it's uh, advisable to have a shareholders agreement, which governs the business carried on by the corporation and um, uh, deals with things like who will manage the business, um, what, what you can do with your shares, whether or not uh, you, can, you can transfer them to other people, what happens if you uh, die or get divorced, all those sorts of things. But what, what I find perhaps even more important than the signing of the shareholders agreement at the end of the uh, negotiation of it is the process that the shareholders go through in examining all these issues and proactively discussing and deciding how they want the business to be run. And all these uh, principles um, uh, get implemented uh, through the uh, shareholders agreement. And uh, although sometimes it's uh, time-consuming and maybe a little bit uh, um, annoying as to how long it takes to negotiate a shareholders agreement. The process of negotiating it, I find, is extremely important to business people, and um, it 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 lays a solid foundation for the business going forward. And on the flip side, it also deals with what happens if there's a deadlock uh, and the and the shareholders can't decide on how to how to move the business ahead. I really get your point on this. I love it too. Pr process because, you know, uh, starting a corporation is uh, a very intense time period and people might be doing kind of a checklist thing and saying, oh yeah, I need a shareholders agreement. But what you're saying is if you deal with a good lawyer, like the people at Pearly Robertson, Hill and McDougall, they're going to ask you some really in-depth specific questions that get interpreted or built into that shareholders agreement. And, and I'm sure, uh, Dirk, you've had some people who may not have thought of all of the elements of a shareholders, whether it's shotgun clauses or, or death or, or, or whatever uh, in this case. So that's a great point. Make sure to go through a process with a good lawyer who's going to ask you the tough 
questions beforehand, right? That's that's exactly right. Yeah, that's that's the prudent thing to do. It lays a, a solid foundation for the business going forward. And Chat GPT is not going to do that. All right, <laughs> <laughs> no, not it yet is not. at least, not yet. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're, we're, both of us are safe for a few more years, uh, Dirk. I want to thank you for joining us today, and I want to thank uh, all your colleagues um, at Pearly Robertson Hill and McDougal for their support of Techopia. If it wasn't for you, we couldn't do this. So thanks again, Dirk. All the best in 2024. It's our pleasure, Michael. Thank you. All right. That was Dirk Bauer, who's a partner over at Pearly Robertson Hill and McDougal, uh, a great local uh, business uh, champion. I recommend if you have some legal needs, uh, give him a phone call. I want to thank you for watching and or listening. I hope Techopia is helping you stay connected and informed. Let's keep building Ottawa's technology utopia. That's Techopia. See you soon. Bye-bye.